Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Here, engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Eric Heskett. He is a veterinarian at Case Foods in North Carolina. Welcome to Poultry Health Today. Thank you, sir. As I was going through the AAAP program for 2019, the title of your presentation really stood out from the crowd. I need you to call me right now, exclamation point. It sounds like one of your growers or somebody had a five alarm fire on their hands. Uh, yes, sir. One of our uh, breeder managers in Ohio, who was very well experienced in uh, animal husbandry, uh, had a uh, sudden rapid increase in mortality. And uh, whenever he uh, texts me with all caps like that, I know it's an emergency. And uh, so I stepped out and gave him a call to see what was wrong. And how old were the birds? 57 week old uh, broiler breeder uh, house in production. And what exactly was he seeing? Uh, the, the call came in to him from the grower that uh, we received about a 14 fold increase in mortality. Mortality was uh, in the neighborhood of about six and then went over to over 100 in, in a 24 hour period. And had they been showing anything prior to that or was it just they were just suddenly dropping dead? Uh, sudden mortality, no drops in water consumption, no uh, drops in egg production, just a uh, sudden increase in mortality. So you had some detective work on your hands? Uh, detective work and I had to do the detective work from North Carolina because this was in a, a complex out, out of North Carolina. So where do you start in a situation like that? Well, what's the first thing that you look at? Um, first thing is you just kind of have to take a deep breath and uh, this will be okay and we will get through this. Um, but the first thing anytime as, as a veterinarian, you always think about the, the exotic diseases and the highly reportable diseases. We wanna make sure that we're not gonna take those uh, and, and move those around. Um, you also, the first thing you do is you immediately stop movement uh, on and off that farm. We had to have our breeder manager go onto the farm to, to get mortality to take to the state lab um, and we took appropriate biosecurity precautions going onto the farm and leaving the farm, uh, but we quarantined the farm and we quarantined our breeder manager. Uh, so the, the immediate steps are just stop movement uh, and then methodically work through your differential list and with sudden increase in mortality, um, AI and Newcastle uh, are gonna be on your list. And why, why did you arrive at, at that decision that it might be AI or Newcastle? Those are two diseases that oftentimes the birds will be perfectly normal and then the next day you'll have high mortality. So the thought process there is you, you grab a hold of differentials that have a uh, uh, sudden increase in uh, onset of mortality and high and rapid increase in mortality. And so what kind of testing do you begin in a situation like that? Uh, so we, we, uh, we requested the state lab kind of throw the kitchen sink at them. Uh, the first thing we wanted done was uh, PCR for avian influenza. They conducted that the same day and uh, want to confirm that we don't have uh, low path AI as well as H5 or H7 avian influenza. That was a relief. And those, those those, uh, that PCR was completed the same day. Um, and then you take a deep breath and, and get some sleep and uh, then starts the uh, bacteriology, the culturing, the histopathology, maybe some other PCRs uh, for other diseases. And what did you find? 
What we found was uh, on, on gross necropsy was just uh, signs of generalized septicemia. The uh, most consistent sign was uh, seven out of seven of the birds had uh, a very large spleen. They had splenomegaly. Uh, there was, there was uh, also uh, enlarged kidneys um, and uh, a little bit of necrosis in the liver, but all of this is just general signs of of septicemia. They had something in their blood that, that caused them to be sick. And that would be a bacterial infection? Uh, it could be viral, but uh, in this case we were, we were leaning now, now because of the finding of the enlarged spleen, we were leaning towards a bacteria that's not commonly seen in, in uh, poultry raised indoors. And which bacterium was this? Uh, the uh, state lab uh, cultured uh, Erysipelothrix rusiopathy, uh, and, and this is um, an organism that's found uh, in the soil, it's, it's also found where um, nitrogenous waste is being decomposed. And um, this uh, differential got on our list by the astute observations of our breeder manager when he walked the house upon arrival, he found that uh, due to significant rainfall in the area, we had water intrusion coming into the house, yeah. causing extremely wet litter. Uh, and the birds most likely got infected as some of the birds had, uh, seven out of seven of the birds that presented to the lab had pododermatitis. This organism often enters uh, through uh, uh, blemishes or, or cuts in the, in the uh, epidermis. So what were the takeaway messages for you? You obviously had a real major death loss on your hands here. You don't want to see that happen again. What steps do you take on the farm to try to prevent that in the future? In, in this case, it was very hard to, to prevent this. Um, in our North Carolina operations, we've lived through hurricanes, and sometimes Mother Nature is, is much stronger and much forceful than we are. Um, all you can do is ensure that uh, the grading's right around the farms, that um, you don't have anything impeding the, the grade um, running off from the house. Uh, I'd say the biggest key takeaway here is, is the very rapid communication that occurred. Um, as you mentioned the title, you know, he communicated to me in a way that got my attention immediately. We were able to make decisions uh, on the phone within, within minutes and uh, we were able to lock things, uh, quarantine the, the site so that we didn't spread it until we knew what we had. Um, so the key takeaway there is, is, is the first is rapid communication from the grower to, to the organization and then or, uh, communication with uh, within the managers and, and myself. And tell me about the communication itself. Was this a phone call or was he also able to send photos and video? Yeah, um, typically he does send uh, photos to me, uh, photos of the uh, mortality chart, photos of birds that uh, he has necropsied on the farm. In this case, with this rapid onset, we needed to get to the uh, diagnostic lab before they closed. And so uh, he did not send any pictures at that time. Uh, and uh, the, the good thing there is our relationship with the diagnostic lab. The clinician at the uh, diagnostic lab communicated uh, with me via phone. And you mentioned uh, pretty much putting the farm on, on lockdown, uh, just shutting the movement of, of birds, but did you have to take any precautions at uh, any other locations in terms of vaccines or antibiotics to try to make sure that you didn't get a repeat performance at, at one of your other farms? Uh, not, on, not on the other farms. Uh, being a breeder farm, the biosecurity is typically a lot higher. 
than we have in other, lo in, in, in other forms of production. So there's not shared labor. We, we, we checked into that. That's part of our questioning. Once the smoke settles a little bit, we want to know where the grower's been. Uh, does he have uh, hired help? Where have they been? Uh, so uh, we did treat this flock. Um, it, was, it was the right thing to do uh, to prevent the mortality. They responded very well to the treatment, and uh, uh, it did not repeat on the farm. And you mentioned communication as being so important to this, uh, to resolving this. Um, are there any other changes in uh, practices or protocols that you've implemented at the farm based on your experience with this? Um, no, other than, uh, you know, every breeder houses are always cleaned out after, after every flock. So mm -hmm. just have to make sure you do a very, very thorough clean out. And also in, in this situation, you need to allow the uh, uh, subfloor, the clay subfloor to dry adequately. So we're not uh, putting uh, litter back into a situation where uh, you have moisture that will allow bacteria to grow. And if you know that you've got more heavy rains on the way, another hurricane passing through North Carolina, probably more of a matter of, of when, not if, uh, are there some precautions that you could take up front to try to prevent this? I, I know you said that sometimes you just have to deal with the forces of nature, but is there something you can do to push back? Uh, we, we do. Um, in all of our divisions, we have, you know, e extreme weather. Uh, in some of our divisions, uh, blizzards are a problem. Uh, and in others, uh, water is a problem. And, and we have protocols that uh, we do everything we can to uh, get sufficient feed, uh, as well as uh, diesel fuel, extra diesel fuel to run generators, uh, because we could have, a, could have power lines down, but you could also have the inability to, the, far, the birds and the farm are okay, but we can't get to them. And, uh, and so we have, and, and we also, in cases of, of catastrophic weather, like an impending hurricane, we get birds out of harm's way that we can, and uh, uh, that's worked well for us. Well, it sounds like a harrowing experience, but in some respects, a happy ending. It is a happy ending, and um, we're, we were very happy that it uh, didn't turn out to be something else, something that was easily treatable, and we moved on. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that with us. We've been talking to Eric Heskett. He's a veterinarian at Case Foods in North Carolina. Eric, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.